Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, especially under the circumstances. I know there's a lot going on. I uh, just want to say I hope everyone is, is doing well and healthy and safe. The same goes to your families. Uh, really excited about today's session. We've been getting a lot of feedback on uh, how, how to run higher order thinking activities remotely. Obviously, with a lot of things transitioning to online, we've been getting uh, requests from from a lot of you to to put out some content some uh, refreshers on on first of all what is higher order thinking and how do I run these activities in my class online so excited about the session uh, today and, and thanks for for being here uh, just a, a brief agenda of what we're going to cover uh, intro to to critic and who we are a little bit on on Bloom's taxonomy and what higher order thinking is and then Really excited. We're going to bring in uh, Dr. Lucian uh, Lucia, who uh, is a big, big proponent of uh, higher order thinking and, and critical thinking. And he's, he's using a lot of different strategies in his class. So excited to talk to him. Uh, he's a associate professor at NCSU. And then uh, I'll run, run through very quickly just five or six different ideas of, of really how to run these activities. Uh, you know, through, through a variety of different methods. Uh, and then we can talk about some, some next steps. So first, just very briefly, I wanted to cover who we are. Uh, some of you might not be as familiar with Critic as others. So just wanted to provide a, a very brief introduction. Uh, so Critic was founded by Dr. Mohsen Shahini as his second venture in the EdTech space. Uh, Mohsen is actually the co-founder of another very successful EdTech company called Topat, which some of you may have heard of. Uh, and, and during Mohsen's 10 plus years uh, building Topat, he came to realize that there was a major gap in tools and platforms that actually specifically facilitated and encouraged students to develop critical thinking skills. Ultimately, this is why he, he founded Critic. Uh, so Critic's unique peer-to-peer -peer learning and evaluation platform uh, really enables learners to acquire knowledge more efficiently uh, through technology, through fun and engaging challenges which uh, activate their ongoing higher order uh, and critical thinking skills. Uh, and just to, to quickly sort of wrap up on Critic for now, and I'll uh, be happy to explain some next steps as to if, if you wanted more details specifically on Critic after, uh, and we're happy to provide one-on-one -on -one demonstrations of, of the platform. But for now, really, uh, one of our big differentiators compared to other peer learning tools is that students are actually incentivized to provide strong and quality uh, feedback and to put effort into their evaluations they're giving their peers uh, through what we call our critic score, which represents how strong or weak of an evaluator each student is. Uh, and ultimately the accuracy of their, their grading compared to their peers. Uh, this, this really enhances uh, a core concept that, that we hold true uh, and close to, to our chess, learning by teaching, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, uh, which is a very effective method in which students who teach their peers and interact with each other uh, actually ultimately show a better understanding and knowledge retention of the course material itself. Uh, so that's what Critic is all about. And like I said, I'll be sort of reviewing it throughout this presentation, but if you want more info, we'll provide details on to, to how, how to easily uh, connect with us after this session. Uh, wanted to move more towards the, uh, 
the higher order and critical thinking uh, side of things, uh, which definitely starts with, with Bloom's revised taxonomy, which a lot of you may uh, be familiar with. Uh, but just as a refresher, it's a, a hierarchical model of cognitive skills uh, required to improve critical thinking. Uh, it was published by a group of a cognitive psychologists around 2001, and, and that revised taxonomy was specifically based on uh, Benjamin Bloom's 1956 findings. So uh, the, the criteria and the pyramid uh, of skills changed a little bit, uh, and, and everything that we're basing our activities on is uh, through the, the revised taxonomy that you see up on the screen here. Uh, just to give a, a brief overview, so uh, the, the, the bottom three uh, levels being the lower order thinking uh, skills, uh, starting with remember, that's just actually remembering or recalling names and labels, uh, then moving more towards understanding a concept, so how it works, how something works, being able to explain it a little bit beyond the vocabulary of what is initially memorized. Uh, and then the, the third level of, of what, what's known as lower order thinking being applied. So starting to, to get the, the brain flowing a little bit and actually applying concepts uh, that we understand uh, in a real life situation. So taking what you've remembered, what you've understood and applying it to a real life situation. Now, these lower order thinking skills generally are related to memorization style, traditional summative assessments. Everything that we're trying to do at Critic uh, is to develop these top three levels you see uh, highlighted what are known as the higher order thinking skills. Uh, starting with analyze, which consists of breaking down ideas uh, or objects into smaller components, uh, drawing connections, and ultimately finding some evidence to support those generalizations. Uh, then evaluate, which is actually rejecting or defending a particular stand based on something you've analyzed. And ultimately that top level of what we're really trying to get uh, the students to being create, where they are, are actually able to produce a new idea by compiling all of the components uh, you see below uh, in a creative and, and innovative way. So again, ultimately what we're seeing is uh, students are, are being pushed outside of their comfort zone and push to develop these types of skills in effective higher order thinking activities. Uh, ultimately, higher order thinking is, is thinking that's, that's higher than just uh, memorizing facts or telling something back to someone exactly the way that uh, it was told to you. Now that requires students to actually do something with the facts, so take it uh, significantly beyond just remembering or understanding. Uh, they, they want to categorize them or apply them uh, and, and seek new solutions to, to new problems. So that's something that we're really passionate about. And I think that's a, a good point uh, and, and time to bring in uh, the wonderful Dr. Lucian Lucia, who is a associate professor uh, in the Department of Forest Biomaterials uh, and Chemistry at North uh, Carolina State University. Uh, and also Lucian is actually a member of, of something that uh, they have on campus at NCSU called the Think Program, uh, which is an initiative uh, that is designed to cultivate students' higher order skills in critical uh, and creative thinking. Uh, Dr. Lucia also recently started using Critic in one of his classes to enable students to develop these higher order thinking skills. So I thought um, based on this category and things we're talking about, 
uh, Lucian would be a, a great person to, to talk to to provide some insight. Uh, think you, you may be on uh, mute there, Lucian. If you want to just turn your audio on, because we all want to hear what you got to say. Uh, and thanks, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm really honored to be part of this group. Um, I didn't know much about it until um, I learned, you know, at the early part of this semester um, from David Liptrop. Um, it's been a fabulous journey um, and I'm happy to support its uh, application in light of like what you said with the yeah. Think program. Great. No, appreciate it. And I uh, think just wanted to sort of ask you a couple questions, uh, mainly related to at a, at a high level, uh, higher order thinking, critical thinking, why it's important, how you've been using it. So sort of to, to jump right into it, uh, first of all, if you could talk a little bit about, in your opinion, the importance of critical thinking uh, for today's students, and then sort of part two of that, how you've been using critic to, to enable uh, students' critical thinking. Yeah, great question. So the first one I can answer from the perspective of engineering. Um, we um, neglect the opportunity we have as instructors um, to instill in our students the, op the, uh, uh, the need for creative and critical analysis. This is something that we've been uh, preaching for a while, but we really had no methodologies to do it. We understand its significance because students in the modern world need to apply um, high order thinking to solve problems. Mm -hmm. But there's really been no way to do it. And in fact, even in engineering, as I just brought up, yeah. um, students don't understand flow charts very well. They don't understand, mm -hmm. for example, uh, going from you know step alpha to step tau, you know all the way through our process. So generally, um, we don't teach this, unfortunately, in a in a good way. But we understand, we recognize that these are skills that allow uh, uh, improvements in society and say drug development. Say even today with COVID, right? How to how to apply high order thinking to solve that challenge? Right. So what I've done is through um, critic is apply it as a way in a 150 member class student class uh, to encourage student evaluation you know using critical and creative standards of thinking that we've generated and think a program that's been at NC State for several years now to accredit us um, with the Southern College uh, Coalition right so um, my students uh, unfortunately cannot get much time from me right I can't spend half an hour an hour on every assignment or else right. it's impossible to teach a class yeah so what we've done is um, have these digestible um, critical or creative thinking uh, uh, sessions mm -hmm. where students um, provide their input using this higher order standards in right. critical or creative thinking and then they evaluate and critic has proven to be at least from what I can see, valuable platform. Yeah, great. Thanks. And yeah, I think that's a really interesting point you bring up about what's going on in the world today, right? And it's particularly important for students to actually take what they've learned and try to apply it to interesting solutions or problems uh, that are happening, uh, you know, in, in the real world, because eventually students are going to graduate and move on beyond 
their their courses and uh especially now more than ever it seems like there's there's a need for developing creative solutions to to the problem so that's interesting and uh i guess what, one other thing i want to to mention obviously at critic we're really focused on on peer assessments which isn't necessarily always directly associated with higher order thinking but uh we feel that it, it actually has a very strong correlation uh and we feel that uh, the, the more the students assess each other, the, the better and more uh, they're able to, to be facilitated to actually develop these skills. Just wondering sort of your thoughts on, on peer assessment specifically and how it can help drive higher order thinking. Thank you. That's a really great, great question. I really appreciate you asking that because I think it, it, it cuts at the um, core of our society. So let me give you um, an, a clarification. I think that we do a really poor job at um, assessing peer to peer. Uh, typically in society or in organizations, we have a fear that if we do give honest feedback, that it somehow compromises the quality of our work because we'll get feedback that we don't want. Right. And we, are, we do a very poor job. So when we do do peer to peer within an organization, there's this um, almost taboo-like uh, quality in being honest. So people will rate high. So you may have org you know, administrators who, when they do it, evaluate themselves are, or each other, don't do it honestly, again, for you know, self-promoting reasons or you know, their own motivations to advance up a food chain. But right. if we don't teach students who are going to be the future administrators that it's okay to be honest, and that it helps everybody because, you know, we don't feel that being honest is always the best strategy. And unfortunately, this will never lead to a culture of excellence because we'll then, with, we'll then endure or will sustain mediocrity. So I can't put enough premium on the value of honest peer evaluation. Yeah, that's a very, very good insight. Uh, appreciate that. Um, that's uh I think one thing that I've heard from a lot of professors is uh, students, especially maybe on the undergrad level, because they're not necessarily pushed to engage in this type of feedback, they, if they're ever given a peer assessment assignment, they leave love letters on each other's work. Well, they'll, they'll just say, wow, this was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Keep it up. And that's in no way motivational or critical to, to provide direction. Uh, so ultimately that's not necessarily leading to better content or quality assignments, but like you mentioned, it's also not the type of feedback that is given or uh, should be received uh, in, in the real world, right? So that's great. Uh, awesome. Well, that was really, really helpful. Uh, I'm seeing some questions pop in, but for the sake of time, uh, I think what we'll do is we'll take all the questions that are coming in and maybe we'll, we'll follow up in a discussion after this session. Uh, but uh, Lucian, really appreciate your time and uh, and uh, have a good rest of your day and, and stay safe. And we'll uh, we'll catch up another time. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Lucian. Thank you. Bye. Great. So uh, very very helpful uh, to to hear from a professor directly, not just me. Uh, so. 
appreciate Lucian's time and, and what he's been able to do with, with Critic and also obviously the importance you, you could see that he places on uh, higher order thinking, critical thinking, trying to develop these skills. So I think that's actually a perfect time to, to move into uh, very quickly um, five or six uh, activities that, that we've developed and that we have, have seen have shown a lot of success uh, in remote classrooms in developing these types of skills. So, you know, obviously with the shift to remote learning, uh, ensuring that students are engaged and enabled to creatively think has emerged as a, as a key topic. Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions from educators surrounding uh, different strategies to effectively administer these higher order thinking activities. Uh, so again, through our research, I wanted to just share five examples for now um, that have seen really strong results in developing these skills, uh, improving assignment quality, and ultimately garnering really great feedback from students. So uh, we, we definitely recommend that all of these activities incorporate peer evaluation in some capacity. Uh, peer assessment, you know, as, as we discussed with Lucian, and, and just based on all of the research out there, uh, is proven to lead to higher levels of engagement and a sense of community and collaboration uh, among students, which is is more important, you know, now than than ever. Uh, so something that that we focus on for all all of our activities and recommend that you do the same. Uh, the first type of activity would be uh, simply have the students create a question. So for this type of activity, students should formulate a higher order thinking question based on uh, course material or, or something that you wanted them to go over, a video, uh, a podcast, an article, uh, and really come up with a, a good solid question. Now these questions should be open-ended, encourage curiosity, uh, and, and sort of avoid class specific questions. We want, we want them to think on the bigger picture. And uh, ultimately by uh, having a rubric in place to actually quantify what is a, a good question, what are the types of questions we're trying to develop here, uh, that'll give the students a sense of, of what, you know, how can I think in a way to develop a question that's meaningful? And that also was really helpful from the peer assessments point of view because good questions spark good, strong discussion. So the next one is a reflection activity can come in, in the form of, of a journal or a, a what, so what, now what uh, assignment or a case study, uh, really, really effective in providing students with the opportunity to, to track their learning and demonstrate their progress. Something that's, that's really important from a formative standpoint, as opposed to just having them do a final assignment or a take home exam or a final exam at the end of the term, and that's their grade. Uh, so, in critics specifically, actually, peer evaluations for reflection activities um, are really common and they're completely anonymous. So students will never be able to see uh, who they're evaluating or who's evaluating them, which, which we feel is, is very important in, again, back to what Lucian was saying, developing uh, honest and critical feedback uh, for these students. Uh, additionally, grouping of the evaluators will change from activity to activity in critics. So, uh, no matter what, even if though it is anonymous, they, they still will, will change up the types of content they're looking through and the students that they're uh, evaluating. Uh, so, so just a, a couple more here uh, before we wrap, wrap up. Uh, group work, of course, uh, this is something that we really 
uh, try to promote, especially in remote learning where collaboration sort of falls to the wayside because students are just on their own uh, in the physical sense of, of the word. So uh, creating small group activities uh, can, can be really, really helpful uh, which and, and allowing students to communicate, to problem solve, to hear different perspectives, again, to collaborate. Uh, now, now, critics group work feature actually allows students working in groups to anonymously evaluate each other's performance or provide feedback uh, as a group towards another group. Um, so, so that's the way that we're actually facilitating uh, providing these, these group projects to, to build uh, higher order thinking skills. Uh, the, the second to last being create, uh, have the students create some sort of video or a podcast or, or other type of communication. Now, uh, creating digital stories in a creative manner uh, really allows the students to evaluate, reflect on, or analyze uh, course content. Again, those are all the types of skills that we're looking to, to give to the students uh, to, to take them uh, to a higher level compared to the lower order thinking like remember or understand. Uh, in Critic, uh, professors use this type of activity by having the students upload you know, many different file types from images to videos uh, to audio files for podcasts, things like that, uh, to, to sort of combine critical thinking and public speaking, which, which are two really, really important uh, aspects uh, to, to developing higher order uh, skills. Uh, the, the last example, sort of direct example I wanted to focus on for now is, is create an in, infographic. Now this can really relate to any type of subject uh, or course content. And it's where you would have the students uh, create and upload an infographic on a particular concept or, or a particular topic. Uh, infographics are, are basically graphical representations uh, designed to show complex information quickly and clearly. So again, uh, really uh, having the students look through a breadth of material and research, but uh, think and strategize as to, okay, what can I do to take all this info uh, and reduce it into a readily understood format? Uh, now in Critic, we do have specially designed rubrics for infographics uh, and also by incorporating peer feedback, uh, it allows all the students to, to go through each other's infographics, get that visual learning, uh, and ultimately understand the, the, the concepts and content uh, more effectively. Again, I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of questions pop in, which is great. Uh, for the sake of time, uh, I'm not gonna go through, through those right now. But we have them, they're saved. We will reach out to you uh, with, with answers to any of those questions you have. Uh, just wanted to wrap up here in terms of next steps. Uh, so we, we went over what higher order thinking is, what critical thinking is. Uh, we spoke to a professor. Uh, we, we went over some concrete, specific examples that you can actually administer uh, through, through Critic or through uh, another style uh, to, to really develop these skills in students. Uh, and, and in terms of next steps, if you wanted to learn more uh, on Critic specifically or see a product demonstration one-on-one, -on -one, uh, please visit our website. It's uh, included in a link here and request a, a demonstration. You can also check, check out through the link what uh, educators and, and other professors are saying about Critic, uh, similar to Lucian. And uh, also we, we do offer, uh, you know, this is the sixth webinar session. We offer 
recordings and slide decks of all our past webinars and, and this one as well. Um, if you want to click on that link and, and check out any of that. So uh, really appreciate your, your time today. And, and again, thanks for your, your comments and questions and participation and looking forward to continuing the discussion and uh, wishing everyone all the best and uh, hoping that you can take some of what we've learned today and, uh, and, and gone over to, to really uh, develop students' critical thinking and higher order thinking uh, in, in remote classes or even once we get back into the classroom. Thank you very much and uh, have a great rest of your day.